And the person interviewing me wrote those words down, looked up from his piece of paper and said to me, so do you think we're going to like that? Yeah, I, I do what I do today, Kathy, because of a fourth grade field trip. No credit to me, just me fumbling along with what I knew at the time and the dog being very forgiving of my mistakes. Hello, listeners. As Talk Unleashed is nearing a pretty monumental milestone, I've been thinking, what is Talk Unleashed anyway? For me... It's an opportunity to pull the hood off of experiences that I've been having and navigating and the lessons that I've been learning with the intention that these lessons can serve others. Leading by example, showing by example, it's one of the things that my clients most often say, one of the many things they most often say about my coaching is that in coaching them forward, I am sharing my own experiences. And it never fails that whomever I'm coaching at any given point in time is going through something that's a mirror for me. And so by sharing my experience, I get to help someone else. The idea behind these conversations is radical honesty, radical authenticity, and being the person willing to wander into the discomfort and share my own experience in the hopes that it can shine some light on what you're experiencing. This week, it's all about feelings. And I have to admit that when I recorded the episode itself, I was in a much different place and space geographically and emotionally than I am as I sit here recording this introduction. And I'm having a hard time finding the words because the feelings are overwhelming. It's family stuff and not necessarily relevant for the conversation with you all in this moment, though no doubt there will be some interesting lessons that I'll get to share. But feelings, this idea of feeling my feelings, of being with my feelings, but not being taken over by them. It's a delicate place. And sometimes it's hard to know for me what's wallowing, what's processing, and what's productive. Nah, it's actually not that difficult to know that now that I've said that. The truth is, when it feels indulgent, it's probably because it is indulgent. And I was just listening to a wonderful podcast by Judith Rich talking about that very thing that sharing on a public platform gets to be done in responsibility. I get to be responsible with my feelings, which means I don't have them on other people. And that is what I talk about this week. So, I don't know, grab some Kleenex if you feel like it. But I am your host, Kathy Brooks, and this is Talk Unleashed. On the road again. Here I am in my car, tootling my way through the Carolinas, ultimately to go through Georgia into Florida and to spend several days with my mom, get to see my brother, and most importantly, get to go to a hockey game. It is Stanley Cup playoff season, y'all. And if you're not a hockey fan, don't worry, I'm not going to start opining about sports ball, sports things, and 
me look, if you listen to this podcast with any sort of regularity, you know I'm not a sports fan. I'm a hockey fan. And there is a distinct difference. But I digress, because it's not really Stanley Cup playoff hockey that I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is this aha that has landed for me around some experiences I've had in the last week on a particularly persnickety thing that I've experienced in my life, and that is feeling my feelings. Now, I was a very sensitive kid, very emotional kid, and was raised in very much of a um, don't let them see you sweat, turn the other cheek, stuff it all inside. Um, Emotions were fine as long as they were dramatic and superficial. But when it came to really feeling your feelings and talking about your feelings, that wasn't so much of a thing. Fast forward, I go through my own life. I go through uh, a lot of different years of some physical illnesses that actually arose that, looking back, very much related to me stifling my voice and stifling my feelings. And what I came to realize as I started doing my deep work is, There were a lot of feelings backed up that needed to be expressed. And what happened in the beginning was it was messy, Uh, really messy. Sometimes there was oversharing. Sometimes there was a tsunami of emotion that I didn't even completely understand what it was about or where it was from or why I was having the particular feeling. It was just some massive blocked up emotion that was rushing through. And I think of it a bit like, you know, when a dam bursts in a river during a storm and just all of a sudden all this shit comes flowing down the river. And so it was kind of like that. And so as the tide waters have subsided in the last handful of years, what I was hearing myself say was, I'm just, God, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. I'm just, I'm just done being miserable. Why is it that I'm trying to be direct with people and they keep thinking that I'm being an asshole? Why can't anybody just understand me? And thank goodness I had the great privilege of being surrounded by an army of mentors and trainers and coaches and really really good friends who taught me this really, really important differentiation. The difference between having my feelings and not having them on other people. This idea of allowing feelings to be an experience that I got to feel and didn't get to put on other people. It was the difference between sitting in my feelings and instead sitting next to them. Having feelings, experiencing feelings, expressing feelings, but not spewing them. And I realized how fundamentally unskilled I was in that, that um, it was either bottling it up to not bother anybody or 
they'd come out in really unfortunate ways. You know, for me, it looked like taking things out on people that had nothing to do with them. I mean, not being mean necessarily or screaming at people or anything like that, but my having a bad day meant I didn't communicate well with people. I mean, I had a business that was thriving with a really high turnover of staff. And when I look back, I see that it was how I managed the team and the stress that I created by bringing my stress to work. And I'm, I'm not alone in this. I see it every day. And I've had this experience in the last week going through some really amazing uh, revelatory moments, really, uh, about relationships and my perspective on them. And that feeling, especially the hard ones, especially the ones that society might call negative, man, am I glad I have them. Because here's the thing. The more violent a reaction I have to something, the more sharp the feeling that I have, the more I know that that is an area where there is gold buried. It's either a huge breakthrough for me in terms of how I engage with other people, how I view myself, how I show up, how I deliver. It's, it's the pain point. I mean, they call them growing pains for a reason, right? Irritating phrase, never particularly liked it. But the point being, if I don't know to pay attention, then how am I supposed to know where to do the work? It's like if I'm working out and I have mild discomfort, that's my body telling me, hey, whoa, 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 take a second, pay attention to this. I've been reading recently about this idea of manifestation of illness and different diseases that are really saturating our society, the biggest, namely being cancer, but a rise in diabetes, heart issues, stress-related illnesses, anxiety. And the word disease, disease, is dis-ease. There is something broken. There is some fundamental breakdown. Because here's the thing about the human body. It's not physically set up to be experiencing chronic pain. This idea that chronic pain is a thing, is it isn't. Now, I say this as someone who has, in varying parts of her life, experienced chronic illness. Illness that was persistent, underlying, always kind of there. And what Western medical practice would have me do is placate it, put a Band-Aid on it, cover over symptoms so I don't really have to deal with it, but not really get to the underlying symptoms of what's making me sick in the first place. When I was 14 years old, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. It was brutal. Because in 1982, they didn't have much research related to juvenile cases of ulcerative colitis or any inflammatory bowel disease for that matter. They were thought to be old person's illnesses. They weren't something that afflicted the young. So they didn't have pediatric equipment. They didn't have any knowledge of 
really at the time the psychological influence that could lead to exacerbation of the GI system or problems in the GI system. And I was in chronic pain every day. It got to a point where the pain was my normal. The discomfort was my normal. The dis-ease was my normal. Fast forward a lot of years. If you check the show notes, there's a link to a post I wrote about my experience with ulcerative colitis. I'll leave it to that for some details. Because the point is, years later, after innumerable attempts at pharmaceutical solutions, I moved across the United States to California, having grown up entirely on the East Coast my whole life. And within about a year, my ulcerative colitis had gone into full remission. About eight months after that, I was off all medication. And it's remained that way ever since. I've now lived more of my life without ulcerative colitis than I lived with it. The memories of it, though, still remain. I can still remember what it was like to wake up in the morning and feel that way. But here's the point that was interesting. I remember the morning I woke up and the pain was gone. And I couldn't figure out what felt different. I couldn't figure out why I felt so great. And then I realized that that dull, throbbing discomfort that occasionally would stab me to remind me that it was there, it was gone. And I think that's what we do, we humans. We normalize. We're the frogs in boiling water. We normalize to emotional and physical discomfort until that's what we know. And so it's an interesting exercise. This exercise of being with my feelings, letting my feelings exist, but not being defined by them. Some of the darker feelings, the ones that were the most ponderous, the ones that were the heaviest, the ones that led me to the darkest places, I was so defined by them for so long that letting go was actually in some way kind of scary. Who was I without them? What would it look like to exist without them? Even though fundamentally I understood on an intellectual level that my life would be better. I mean, I, I understood that not being angry, not being frustrated, not being sad all the time. Of course, that's a better thing. Logically, of course, that's a better thing. And at the same time, there was a comfort in it. There was this safety in, in knowing what was going to happen even if the thing that was going to happen wasn't particularly pleasant. An interesting thing, that letting go process. And coming to realize that I can sit alongside those feelings and be familiar with them and be curious about them without having to be defined by them. We did it again. Another episode of Talk Unleashed. It's so great to have you here. And you know what would be even more great? If you could scoot over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, maybe even Spotify, and leave a review. 
Over on Apple, you actually have the chance to say a little bit about the episode. Spotify, just throw some stars on there, hopefully five. It helps us get seen and helps ensure that this conversation and conversations like it keep getting heard by the people who need to hear them. So do us a favor, hop on over and leave a review. And in the category of saying awesome things about awesome people, huge thanks to my producer, John McLean and the team at Monster Sound and Picture. They are just the best. And if you've got ideas or questions or feedback, I read all the email that comes in, so feel free to toss a message to talkunleashed at gmail.com. That's talkunleashed at gmail.com. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, who you want to hear from, all the groovy stuff. And most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening, for being part of the conversation, and for keeping the conversation going. See you next week. Thank you.